Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I'm genuinely torn now. I don't like doing shows if I don't have an answer for you. What good does it do to give you a question and not give you an answer, right? But I'm genuinely torn. The 25th Amendment, the guy has clearly lost his mind in the White House right now, Joe Biden. But is Kamala Harris even worse? Because we have to say, then what? We can't be liberals, right? I got, I got to talk about that today. We got a lot on that. Biden losing his mind yesterday again. I'm going to show you the whole Democrat game plan, how they're going to work through this ridiculous new tax proposal. A couple more things, too, including a Ron DeSantis strikes again. Loaded show for you today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Also, I'm already uh, tired of this Will Smith, Chris Rock ridiculosity, but I found a video. There are some potential good things that could come out of this. I'm going to show you a video by one of the Gracie family members. It's pretty cool. So you don't become Chris Rock one day. Good video. You guys like it? See, they liked it. Yeah, yeah. I'm done talking about these two dopes. You saw it, right, Joe? If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joseph, let's go. Here we go, brother. Here we go. I was just telling Joe, my wife got new towels, Paula. And you know, new towels, they have the fuzzies on them. So I have a little sandpaper going on in my face today. (laughs) So I wiped my face with a towel. And every time I wipe my face, it's like a snowstorm. There's like white towel residue flying every, I don't know if you can see it or not, but (laughs) married life. (laughs) She should have warned me first. I was like, well, what the hell is that on my face? Okay. Back to the serious stuff. <laughs> That's what you called it. Like, yeah, the Velcro on your face. I am genuinely torn right now. It's clear, clear to just about anyone who's watching that uh, Joe Biden is a clear and present danger to peace and prosperity. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, he talks. He has to take back what he said. He has to tell you what he said wasn't what it mean what it meant, even though what he said had a very plain meaning. His staff is now overriding him almost immediately. Folks, we were, in, we were involved in a very serious situation with a nuclear-powered foe, given uh, Russia's assault on Ukraine. This is not the time to be speaking at a turn and speaking like a five-year-old having a temper tantrum. It's not. So the question and what I'm torn about, and I'm sure you guys are feeling the same way, is, is Kamala Harris worse? And, and, and folks, for a second, let's not, you know, we can't, we can't be liberals here. Let's put our, emo- they're all emotion all the time. It's always, you know, feelings over facts, as Shapiro says all the time. And it's true. We can't do that. You know, we can't afford to be emotional, you know, crazed moon bats. We have to think about these things rationally. And I ask you rationally, I propose a question. Really, do you believe Kamala Harris would be worse? Time out, time out. I'm not suggesting she could be good. Okay, or even not harmful to the country. I'm not suggesting any of that. I'm simply asking you a question, bad or worse, is Kamala Harris worse? And I've got to tell you at this point, I'm not sure the answer is yes, she would be worse. I'm not. 
So I bring that up because there's very serious talk right now, at least on the right, the left will defend this guy to the end about invoking the 25th Amendment because it's clear Joe Biden has lost touch with his mental faculties. Tucker Carlson addressed this last night, how this guy's creating a really serious national security situation every time he opens his mouth and that the 25th Amendment you know, should be under consideration. Here, check this out. Joe Biden has no idea what his publicists say when he goes to sleep. Then midway through his answer, Biden starts walking back his own comments. He does that just minutes after saying he would never walk back his own comments. None of that occurred, Biden said. Look, it feels almost like we're being mean to the guy by quoting him. And no one wants that. No one is making fun of his age or his diminished condition, only trying to defend the country. Then moments later, Biden declared that no reasonable person would think he wants regime change in Russia. Watch this if you can stand it. Because it's ridiculous. Nobody believes we're going to take down. I was going to I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody believes that. All right. Joke's over. Too much is at stake. Is there was ever a time, if there was in U.S. history, ever a time to invoke the 25th Amendment? It is now. As Joe Biden himself put it, for God's sakes, this man cannot remain in power. So if nobody believes that he was talking about overthrowing Putin and regime change, and why does everyone believe it? Why? Simple money ball, right? If no one believes it, why does everyone believe it? Moneyball question, right? If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? I'm just asking. I mean, these are left-leaning press corps members, most of them. And even they're starting to ask questions. Now, showing you how embarrassing this guy is. Apparently, someone had to give him talking points on how to answer his call for what appeared to be a call for regime change from Vladimir Putin. This is a photo taken, a zoomed-in photo of Joe Biden's card that he was given by, I assume, his staff, because he can't speak on himself. He's zooming in right there. Notice the headline. Hilariously titled, Joe, tough Putin Q&A talking points like they're talking to who? Joe, <laughs> little Joe, you wouldn't have done this when he was 16, hanging out in my basement, lifting weights. He was smart enough to figure out you didn't need to put a title on tough Putin talking points. I mean, this is embarrassing. You know, look, they even have the Q&A laid out for him. If you weren't advocating for regime change, what did you mean? Can you clarify? This is his staff, what? right? Watch this on Rumble. Look at this actual thing. And here's his answer. I was expressing the moral outrage I felt towards the actions of this man. If he's thinking that, why does he need to write it down? Because he didn't write it down. Someone wrote it down for him. He needs notes to correct his dangerous regime change comments because they're afraid of having him give an answer off the cuff. Because when he talks off the cuff, he makes the situation worse. So they have to give him a cheat sheet note titled, Tough Putin Q&A talking points. Folks, it's embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Now, here we go again. He's asked a tough question by Fox's Peter Ducey yesterday about his implication about chemical weapons, troops being in Ukraine, and regime change. He's forced to correct himself again, and then he finally gets to the right answer again after giving the wrong answer multiple times, which tells me someone on his staff could be listening to this show. Yeah, 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 I'll play the cut and I'll tell you what I mean. The other side is break. Check this out. You said you're going to see when you're there. You were not intending. I to was see referring with. to with meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops who were in Poland. And when you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? You got to be silly. The world wants to know. The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. Keep in mind, he has already given the wrong answer multiple times. 
will respond in kind, telling you uh, troops over in Poland, they could be in Ukraine, to suggesting regime change. Now he finally gets the right answer. Dan, you're saying Biden got the right. Yeah, I am. Not, folks, I'm not a liberal hack. The right answer to these questions is I don't need to tell you that. Because as I've said repeatedly, and I'm not a fraud, what do they say? Making love and war should happen behind closed doors. There's no reason the president of the United States should constantly tell people what they're going to do if Vladimir Putin does this. Why would you do that? You're, I mean, think about it. If you're playing a chess game, do you advertise to your guy? If you do this, I'll do that. Then he's not going to do it. Or he's going to do something different. But he finally came to the right answer after being repeatedly forced over and over to correct himself, giving the wrong answer, and the damage is already done. He brought up a good point. Just a quick uh, refresher. The 25th Amendment is a procedure for the president's cabinet in conjunction with others to remove the president from office due to incapacitation. I, I honestly never thought we'd have a serious conversation about that. It was ridiculously uh, brought up in the Trump era. To, Trump is perfectly capable of having his mental faculties in order. But yeah, maybe it is time for that conversation. And I'm, I, I don't have an answer for you. I hate doing that at the beginning of the show. There's nothing worse than coming. It's like well, coming to the beginning of the show and not having an answer. For it. It's like watching a movie and there's no ending. But I've got to be candid with you. I really sincerely do email us. Send us some uh, messages. I'm not sure who's worse right now. Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. I'm genuinely not sure. We'll see where that goes. You okay there? You, you hear Gee sneezing? Bless you. He, he, he's having like a meltdown over there. You okay? You allergic to Lucy or something? Lucy came in here before. but She's getting better though. Hey, usually yeah. I'd say it's the dummy yeah. you know. But in this case, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I know. I'm the same way. You know, the, the dummy you know versus the dummy you don't know. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Well, sometimes, you know, with a, with a show like this, folks, I, I don't pretend to have an easy answer for you. In this case, I don't. Now, listen, what has this man actually built back better? I mean, his whole guiding ethos on his campaign, his big narrative was that he was going to build back better, bring back, uh, bring back an era of sanity and rationality, stop the chaos of the Trump era. What has this man built back better? The answer is nothing. I can't say this enough in the coming days, okay? Regardless of what your take is on why we are where we are, I want to talk facts, not opinions. That's what led to emotions, okay? Inflation, border crisis, number, number of things we can pin down. Everybody checking me right now? Inflation's high. Fact. We have the numbers. It's not an opinion. Uh, illegal border encounters, high. Fact, not an opinion. There is an actual war in Ukraine that didn't exist in the Trump era. Fact, not an opinion. If you think Trump was the cause of that, you're entitled to your opinion. It's moronic, but you're entitled to it, okay? Forget that for a moment. I'm telling you, the guy's whole campaign slogan has been build back better. What's better, even if you think Trump caused it? Even if we were to stipulate the point, I'm not, but even if we were, I'm asking you a simple question. The guy's the president now, Joe Biden. What has he built back better? The answer is clearly nothing. Everything is worse. Even if you believe Trump did it, it's worse with your guy now. That's a fact. The numbers are there. The facts are there. So I ask you this. How does this continue? How do people understand what I'm saying? They know it. They know inflation's worse. They know the economy's getting worse. 
They know the supply chain problem is getting worse. You can't buy a car. Gas is, uh, the gas prices are through the roof. They know there's a war in Ukraine. So how do useful idiots, how do they get played so often? And why do they continue to play along? And I thought to myself last night, I've got to diagnose this and break this down for people. I have to. Into a process where Democrats get useful idiots to ignore what's right in front of them. Facts. Here's how they do it. Sometimes it goes under the, uh, the, 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 uh, the title of uh, the unbroken leg fallacy. So the Democrats cause a problem with big government, step one. Step two, you got to lie big about the problem. You can't do small lies. You got to lie big. Step three, introduce more government, which caused the freaking problem to fix the problem you cause. Four, repeat the cycle over again when the more government you introduce causes additional problems. Does that sum it up? I'm going to give you examples of this right here. Showing you exactly what I'm talking about. We have a very serious economic crisis going on right now. We have an enormous debt crisis forcing us to print money that's causing inflation. In other words, government is the problem. Spending money we don't have. It's not there in the tax base. It will never be there in the tax base without shutting the economy down. So they want to print more money. So Biden realizes he has a problem. We are already getting record tax revenue from American citizens, roughly 19% of GDP, which is at near historic highs. You understand that? We are getting more blood from the rock than we ever have. Taxes are not the problem. Spending is. But Biden needs a way to blame rich people for the fact that he wants to spend more money we don't have. So here's what he has to do. First, he causes the problem that liberals do and swampy Republicans spending money we don't have and taxing the snot out of people. Step two, you got to lie big. You got to lie big to cover up the problem you cause. Here it is right here yesterday. Biden, who wants new taxes, saying that the rich aren't paying their fair share. I'll give you the facts in a second. Check this out. Right now, billionaires pay an average rate of 8% on their total income. 8%. That's the average they pay. Now, I'm a capitalist, but uh, just I want, I, if you can make a billion bucks, great. Just pay your fair share. Pay a little bit. A firefighter and a teacher pay more than double, double the tax rate that a billionaire pays. That's not right. That's not fair. And my budget contains a billionaire minimum tax because of that. A 20% minimum tax that applies only to the top one-hundredth of one percent. One-hundredth of one percent of the Americans will pay this tax. The billionaire minimum tax is fair, and it raises $360 billion that can be used at a lower cost for families and cut the deficit. As I said, my budget also ensures the corporations pay their fair share. Okay, folks. Again, if you're going to lie, you have to lie big. And that's what Biden just did. Do you understand it was just a lie? And how useful idiots play along with this, despite the ability to do their own research, is just astonishing to me why you would want to be dumb intentionally. He says there that, that, that billionaires, that teachers and firefighters pay double the tax rate of billionaires. Folks, again, that's not just a dumb kind of stupid around the edge marginal lie. That's such a big, ridiculous lie that I, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this. You have to be a tier one level imbecile to believe that. The numbers are right in front of you. Wall Street Journal. No, you know, no far right conservative rag. I mean, this is as down the middle as they get. Biden's big new wealth tax. So, again, cause the problem with big government and then lie about the problem you caused 
to institute more government, more taxation. He's talking about this wealth tax Biden wants on unrealized gains. He's totally lying about the billionaire tax rate. Quote, it's a new tax on Americans with 100 million or more in assets whose effective tax rate in any year is less than 20% of their income. But these rich folks they're talking about, folks, but these taxpayers already pay 23.8% of the tax rate on capital gains and 37% in ordinary income. The average tax rate for the top 1% of taxpayers in 2019, where they have a full data set, was 25.6%. Listen, I can't take the stupid anymore. If you're going to be stupid and you're a leftist, I really mean it. Find a new show. I get tired of your death threats all the time. Clearly, there's nothing I can do to convince you you're a moron. And I'm sorry for the, but it's true. Someone told me, well, you're not going to convince anyone. I'm done trying to convince people. I really am. I'm done. I, I, because they don't care. So if the top 1% pay an effective 25.6% tax rate and teachers and firefighters are playing twice that, are you suggesting with a straight face, Joe, simple math, right? Yes, sir. I'm not crazy that teachers and firefighters pay a 51% tax rate. <laughs> I'm just, are you, I mean, you're doing that with a straight face and what it's not that Joe Biden lies. I mean, I'm surprised nobody gave him a cheat sheet for his lies. I get that. He lies. The man has lied his whole life. He's a corrupt plagiarist. He always has been. He doesn't have an ounce of dignity. He's not the Scranton kid. He is a corruptocrat has been his entire life. I'm not surprised. He lies. I'm surprised there are people listening to this show on the left. Believe me, we have a lot of them that accept the stupidity at face value. That's just made up. Teachers and firefighters pay 50% double the rate. You just made that up. Now, showing you the plan, right? Government causes the problem. Lie big about the problem. More government to fix the problem. Wash, rinse, repeat. Here's what's actually going to happen if this tax on unrealized gains, in other words, taxing people for stocks they haven't even sold yet and assets they haven't sold, here's what's really going to happen. The journal notes that people who are illiquid, in other words, let's say you're rich and you get a big tax bill for stocks you haven't sold. Well, you don't have the money. You, you haven't cashed out the stock, right? So you're illiquid. And it's talking, it defines illiquid as those whose tradable assets make up less than 20% of their wealth because they don't have enough money to pay the taxes. What will wind up happening, the journal notes, is these rich people could defer payments until their sale of their assets and incur an interest charge instead. They say, note, investors would thus have an incentive to pile into illiquid assets such as real estate to avoid regularly liquidating stocks to pay taxes. <laughs> and then they note, Rather than selling the stock to invest in other ventures, investors might have to sell stock they prefer to hold in order to pay taxes on unrealized capital gains. So here's what's really going to happen, summed up in a very quick two bullet points, if Joe Biden's plan to tax rich people who already pay 25.6% an effective tax rate, they're going to dump their stocks, which would crash the stock market, which will screw you over. Folks, it's not me defending rich people. It's me telling you the truth. The stock market's going to tank because they're going to dump all their stocks. And then second, they're going to wind up moving into illiquid assets like real estate, which is going to drive up home prices, keeping you out of buying a middle-class home. But don't worry. Keep dialing down and going forward. Keep it up. Useful idiots. Keep it up. Useful idiocy based on a lie. 
based on a lie. And by the way, let me just say one last time. You don't owe government squat. Jack squat. And Kevin Williamson from National Review can plant a big wet one on my rump. I'll say it again. He had it because he claims to be a conservative. He's really a big government hack. You don't owe the government squat. It has a constitutional function. I get it. Which we've agreed on with our constitution, our military and our court system. You're better off flushing your money down the toilet. You don't owe them squat. Why shouldn't you pay more taxes if you don't have to? Because you're flushing it down the toilet would do a better public service. Let Kevin Williamson pay more and all the rhinos out there. They lie to you all the time, all the time. We're in this crisis because of these idiots and you want to give them more money to screw you over. I've got another example of this in a minute. Cause a problem, lie big about the problem, more government to fix the problem, wash, rinse, repeat. Another example about home prices. What's going to happen with home prices now? Oh, don't miss this one. Your home may be at risk from this. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Okay. Here is another picture-perfect example of how this cycle of, of, of Democrat liberal lying creates a generation of useful idiots who then play into the continued cycle of government-causing problems. I read this story at the Journal yesterday as well, a wasted opportunity to improve housing outcomes for minorities. Folks, this story is hard to believe. So, Well, it's only hard to believe. I shouldn't say that. Let me rewind the tape. <laughs> Okay, it's not hard to believe at all because the nation's being led by swampy Republicans and awful liberal Democrats. So apparently a lot of minority neighborhoods which have been destroyed by liberal policies, the economies have been destroyed through high tax regulatory policies, the public safety situation's a disaster uh, because of defund the police movement. So Democrats destroy the value to your property, cause the problem, step one, right? Then they lie big, they blame the problem and the reason your home isn't worth a lot in a minority neighborhood on racism, lie big, don't lie small, then propose more government to fix the problem you caused. Here it is, baby. Perfect example right here. So they're starting to notice that valuations in minority neighborhoods for homes are a little lower. So the government now wants to take over the home valuation market. What could possibly go wrong here? The journal notes to justify its takeover, the government's trying to scapegoat the appraisal industry, home appraisal industry which is 97% white, 70% male, and not well-organized. Oh, my gosh. And it's blaming them for having caused large disparities in racial wealth and home ownership. <laughs> There's a new report out, Joe, led by PAVE, 
this sounds like another uh, government entity. The, what is it? The Interagency Task Force on Property Appraisal and Valuation Equity. It's not, well, again, led by Marsha Fudge. They definitely know what they're doing. And they're looking at the existence of, quote, inequities within current home lending and appraisal processes for communities of color. So just to be clear, this is, I'll be honest with you, this is an even better example of the tax thing, even though that's a disaster too, of the useful idiot scouting process. Cause a problem, get a bunch of liberals in power who decimate and destroy cities like Baltimore, Cleveland, New York City, LA. Then blame the problem in some of these minority areas. Blame it on racism, big lie. And then propose a government agency to fix the government problem you caused destroying uh, black and Hispanic homeowners of home equity. Freaking genius. Yep. Here's the reality. Screenshot two from me. Here's what's really happening. Research is showing that rather than being the fault of the appraisal industry, home values in black and Hispanic communities, the racial homeownership disparity exists because of the failure of past efforts on welfare, school quality, crime, urban renewal, or public housing by the federal government to address differences in socioeconomic status. They show the data clearly. Clearly, Joe, the data shows this. Yeah. That Americans with higher income who are married have higher homeownership rates regardless of race. When they were of similar socioeconomic status, both black, white, and Hispanic households all had similar outcomes when they replicated the Brookings and Freddie study. Folks, blaming home values and home ownership on a racist appraisal industry when you destroyed black wealth by destroying their communities through liberal policies is a kick in the gonads like I've never seen. I mean, this is it right here. How do you get useful idiots to fall in line? Here's how you do it. They've destroyed, destroyed minority communities, decimated. Here's one more quick, and I got to move on. I've got a lot more to get to, but another example. So again, cause the problem, lie big about the problem, propose more government to solve the problem you cause, wash, rinse, repeat. So we have an inflation crisis because the government's been spending money we don't have. So what do they do? The Federal Reserve prints it and gives the government the money by buying U.S. Uh, dollar denominated assets. So what's the solution to that? Biden's like, I got the solution. Yes, let's print more money. Genius. Just the news story. GOP and conservatives balk at Biden's $5.8 trillion budget, say it will swell inflation and the national debt. They note that despite the estimated deficit reduction, which those estimates will never come true, from Biden's proposed tax hikes we talked about earlier, the White House projected that the, the White House, that the nation's gross debt would jump from $31 trillion to $44.8 trillion by fiscal year 2032 under the president's budget pass. I, the president's own projections under their own White House budget office is projecting that if they spend all this money, that the budget is going to jump by another, what, $13 trillion in the next 10 years, and they're just doing it anyway. Will there be any consequence to any of this? To destroying minority home values and the potential for home ownership, for destroying the wealth base in this country by taxing uh, wealthy folks on unrealized gains. Will there be any consequence from this? No, there'll be none. They'll blame it on. Thank you. The cycle will repeat again. They'll they'll enact these policies. God forbid they pass. They will destroy the economy, destroy minority communities, and blow up the inflation crisis. And they'll blame it on big oil, racism, white people, the patriarchy. 
suckers. Full of liberal suckers. And it's because our media doesn't tell the truth. All right. Um, I got a great video for you coming up. I'm totally tired of this stupid Will Smith, Chris Rock story. I don't care. He, apologized. he didn't apologize. Some publicist told him to apologize. Guy, you know, ruined his career in, in 30 seconds. Like I said yesterday, I'm not going to lie to you. I get it. I get why people get mad and do stupid stuff. But you don't go and hit. You just don't hit. I mean, really? Is this like the kind of stuff we tell kids in kindergarten? The guy, you know, flushed his entire career down the toilet. Stupid. But something good can come out of this. You should never find yourself in that position. This, this isn't tough guy talk, okay? I'm, I'm going to play a video for you a second, and it really matters. So, again, you know the whole story. The Oscars, Will Smith walks up, slaps Chris Rock for making a joke about his wife. Story's all over the place. I don't really care about Hollywood. I'm tired of these idiots. But I thought to myself yesterday, you know, what can I do for my audience to address this dopey story, but make it worth their while so we're not just commenting on it? I, I gave you my take on it yesterday. It was a huge thing. But we're not going to spend any more time and waste any more time on this stupidity. And I thought to myself, I love self-defense, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, boxing. It's great exercise. I'm an old man. I'm nobody's tough guy. I'm not pretending to be like I told you. My joints are all rotted out anyway. I, could, I don't know how much I could even defend myself anymore. But don't ever let another guy approach you and get in your space like that with your hands behind your back. Now, I get it. Chris Rock is at the Oscars. He probably doesn't know the guy's going to slap him. But still, folks, I don't care where you are. Another guy comes up to you aggressively like that, you better be ready to defend yourself. Because let me tell you something, if that fist is closed, you're going to knock you out. And from there, you could find yourself dead, especially if you're carrying a gun. Remember, you bring a gun to a gun fight when you have a gun. If they take that gun from you, what are you going to do? Say, hey, that's mine? It's important. Here's the great Henner Gracie. He runs a uh, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. He's fantastic. An entrepreneur, too, which I really appreciate. Here's him talking about this and giving you some tips and then pretty straightforward ones to not find yourself a victim of this. Check this out. Last night, Chris Rock made a joke about Jada. Then Will Smith got up and slapped him in the face while the world watched. Here are three things you can do to avoid this in your life. Number one, set a boundary. When someone is walking towards you and you don't know their intentions, put your hands up and tell them not to get any closer. If they take one more step, then you know it's on. Shoot in, take down, submission, apologize for the joke, and it's over. Number two, protect your face. If the subject gets in your personal bubble, do not leave your hands clasped behind your back. Instead, bring both hands to the front and pay attention. Whichever shoulder pulls back first is the striking arm. Dive your arms over theirs, close the distance, execute a takedown, GST Randy roll technique, apologize for the joke, and it's over. There's some great takeaways there. They're all very simple, too. You should never let anyone, if you don't know their intentions, who's approaching you like that, to get in your space. By the way, Henner Gracie, it, it, they, it's, it's R-E-N-E-R. Please look them up. I know I said it. With, they pronounce their R's like H's. Hoyce, Henner, Horion. It's a, it's a, it's, they're Brazilian, obviously. Um, so R-E-N-R. Uh, Gracie, check them out. But also, if someone's coming up to you, you think they're going to punch you, watch their shoulders. And he, he makes a great point. Whatever shoulder drops back first is the army's probably going to hit you with. So if these are just good pointers. Like you have to keep, if, if you can take it and eat it with your hands first rather than your face, you're in a much better position. And uh, I just thought of that yesterday. I thought, you know, I, I get it. You know, Chris Rock probably didn't expect it, but that's not your job as a man to not expect stuff. I would rather overreact and put my hands up and have the other guy go, hey, you know, calm down. What do you get your hands up for? Then have a guy punch me in the face and get knocked out. Um, just saying. 
uh, you should probably feel the same way, but he's got great, terrific videos on practical self-defense solutions. He's a great fighter too. I, we met at the Secret Service Training Center. He came down there to put on a class, uh, Henner Gracie. And I've never seen a guy, he tooled like 20 of our guys in a row and never took a break. He did a round robin where we all got in a circle and all run in and rolled with him. And he went through like 20 guys, never took a break. They were all fresh when they came in. The guy's an incredible fighter. I mean, he's the real deal. It's not a joke. Okay. Uh, I hope that helped. Moving on. We won't be talking about this uh, dopey story anymore. So yesterday, Ron DeSantis signed, thankfully, this uh, anti, uh, 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 anti-grooming legislation they have where uh, teachers in, uh, in schools who want to sexually indoctrinate kids from kindergarten to third grade, which is uh, horrendous, uh, they want to do this because they need to do this. Uh, they're very upset that uh, Ron DeSantis yesterday signed this bill for parental rights where you're not going to be allowed now to sexually indoctrinate kids in kindergarten through third grade. And it's one of the best things Ron DeSantis has ever done. So, of course, they're attacking Ron DeSantis, again, falsely claiming the bill says you can't say gay, which is made up. It's a fabrication. And right back to the beginning, you're a useful idiot if you believe it. So uh, the, the non-family friendly, horrible Disney company, which you should never patronize, you should cancel Disney, Disney Plus immediately. I've been to Disney before. I live in Florida. Um, that's it for me. I'm done. I, don't, I can't speak for anyone else. I'm not going back to Disney. I am tired of these idiots. So Disney attacked this bill. Apparently, they want kids sexually indoctrinated in kindergarten through third grade, which is disgusting. So here's Ron DeSantis yesterday fighting back, saying, you know, it's really weird. You know, these same people in Hollywood speaking out about this. They were the ones who didn't say much about Harvey Weinstein. Kind of strange, right? Check this out. There's even people in Hollywood that are that are opposed, um, you know, to, to to providing protections for parents and enforcing parents' rights. You know, the one thing I'll say about that is if the people who held up degenerates like Harvey Weinstein up as exemplars and as heroes and as all that. If those are the types of people that are opposing us on parents' rights, I wear that like a badge of honor. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how it's done. This is how you fight back. You don't back down from these people. You double down. You power forward. This is unacceptable. Sexually indoctrinating kids in kindergarten through third grade. That is what the bill prohibits. It is unacceptable. You want to talk about sex and these topics with your kids? I can't tell you how to be a parent. But that is most certainly not the role of teachers in schools. All right, moving on. So one of the topics I've been discussing is this great reset. It's generated some significant interest with my audience. I rarely get feedback as heavy and intense as I do when we do a show on the Great Reset. What is the Great Reset? It is a proposal. It's a proposal by um, the World Economics Forum's Klaus Schwab. And the Great Reset, he says, involves the merging uh, via the fourth industrial revolution of the physical, um, the digital, and the biological um, I would, if you read what they're talking about in the Great Reset, a lot of it involves big government and big government surveillance and their ability to conv- uh, um, um, control every aspect of your life. So when I talk about that, people get concerned because they don't want the government watching everything they do. There was a great panel. It was a Bitcoin type panel, and a guy named Tom Salmon was on it, on this panel. And he was talking about uh, something I've been concerned about for a long time. 
these digital uh, currencies, digital IDs and digital currencies, how the government would be able to watch everything you do. There will be no Greece, a great reset without digital ID and digital surveillance. Here's this guy, Tom Salmon, talking about the concerns about this and how it could lead to a basic income and you not owning anything in the future. Check this out. We are moving into a world, though, you know, as presented by the World Economic Forum of, you know, you will own nothing and be happy. And central bank digital currencies and digital IDs lead on to things like universal basic income. And uh, the idea that, you know, you will not have control over your money, you will have an allowance of money, and it will be trackable and traceable. And you might not own your home because BlackRock are going to buy them all. You won't own your car because you'll rent it. A Apple are bringing out a subscription model for phones, so you won't own your phone anymore. That's a brilliant observation, folks. The control of a digital currency leaves the potential open for government surveillance. I mean, do you want the government knowing if you bought a firearm at a firearms dealership? Do you want the government know, knowing that you have a Ford F-150 and you're paying, uh, you know, two, three hundred dollars for gas each week? Do you want them knowing that? None of this great reset government surveillance nonsense is going to be possible without the government's ability to surveil you. And what better way to surveil you than a digital identification and digital currency to know where you are, where you're going and what you're spending your money on? Is there any better way to do it? I've talked about this before. Not only does a digital currency run by the government give them the ability to take your money, take your taxes and avoid the tax evasion, tax avoidance problem, but it also gives them the ability to use negative interest rates to basically steal your money. The lower the interest rate, the better for the government because they have to pay less interest on the debt they have too. Negative interest rates makes the value of the debt that the money they owe go down. It's a, it's a de facto tax. You're not going to have a great reset without a great reset in surveillance and monetary technology. I think these uh, cryptocurrency folks are the, one of some of the few people who are actually getting it out there. It is super important. They're not kidding, these folks. They're not joking around. There's not going to be a great reset without a, a great implementation of digital ID and digital currency. It's not going to happen. And, big and, who profits, by the way, from this new surveillance culture? Digital IDs, digital currency. Who do you think is going to profit from all this? Anyone have a guess? Uh, maybe the tech companies will probably be partners in this whole thing, turning over your search traffic, your Google Maps history. They'll probably be part of this entire thing, correct? Well, they want to make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that they're drinking from that same government trough. Look at this story. Fascinating. Alex Thompson, Politico, which shockingly did a piece of journalism. A Google billionaire's fingerprints are all over Biden's science office. Oh, really? Why would they want that? Why would a Google billionaire want his people inside Biden's science office to make sure when the digital ID spoils and digital currency spoils are doled out that maybe they get a piece of that too? Where you been on Google Maps? I don't know if there was some kind of a government office looking at that stuff and tracking all that stuff through digital IDs. They could probably integrate seamlessly with some of these big tech companies' map technology, right? Mm. That's not going to happen. Really, it's happening in China right now. Look at this. Eric, uh, Eric Schmidt, Google billionaire. He has more than a dozen officials, apparently, in the 140-person White House office. They're associates of Schmidt, including some current and former Schmidt employees, according to interviews with current and former staffers and internal emails obtained by Politico. 
Schmidt maintained, maintained a close relationship with the president's former science advisor, Eric Lander, and other Biden appointees. And his charity arm, Schmidt Futures, indirectly paid the salaries of two science office employees. How is that ethical? Including for six weeks that of the current chief of staff, Mark Adenoff, who is now one of the most senior officials in the office following Lander's resignation in February. See how the whole thing works? Big tech provides the tech platforms and the model for government to implement things like IDs, to implement, implement things like digital currencies, but they're going to need big tech and their platforms to integrate that so they can track what you're doing and where you're spending your money. Big tech's involved in all of that too. That's why I founded ParallelEconomy.com so you get away from these people. Tell me again, oh, there's not a swamp. I'm, I'm interested in hearing that, how you think these people aren't all like back scratching each other. All right. Uh, tell you what, let me get to my last sponsor here. And um, the Hunter Biden situation is heating up. And let me just throw down this gauntlet now. There had better be hearings on the media's role in the, on the, on the, media's role in the biggest political scandal of our time, the burying of the Hunter Biden story. There had better be hearings. All right, let me get to this first. Ski's new favorite as he goes shopping in my refrigerator downstairs. Omaha Steaks. Spring is finally here. Start the grilling season off right with a little help from Omaha Steaks and enjoy 50% off site-wide with the semi-annual sale. That's 50% off delicious steaks like their legendary fork tender filet mignons, their delicious sides, desserts, and more. How do you get this great, delicious food? Go to omahasteaks.com, type Bongino into the search bar and order today. And I'm going to get better food at a better price. Plus, when you order the Omaha Sampler, you'll also get 12 free Omaha Steaks burgers with your order. Head on over to omahasteaks.com and enter Bongino into the search bar to take advantage of this exclusive deal. Every order is back with their 100% satisfaction guarantee and delivered safely to your doorstep. There's a reason why Omaha has been the leader of gourmet steaks and food since 1917. No one, and I mean no one, com comes close to matching their flavor, tenderness, deliciousness, and the value of Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com today. Type Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O in the search bar and enjoy 50% off site-wide with the semi-annual sale today. That's omahasteaks.com and her keyword, Bongino. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. Folks, there had better be hearings on this. The Hunter Biden election interference scandal where the media crushed the Hunter Biden story before the election is the biggest political scandal of our time. I would argue it's as big, maybe bigger, than Spygate and the Russian collusion hoax. There is no question any longer that the media manipulated the 2020 election and now we're stuck with a guy, Joe Biden, who we may have to invoke the 25th Amendment to get away from the save us from nuclear war. Senator Ron Johnson has summed this up and he's, uh, he's been a big advocate for pushing on this Hunter Biden story. And uh, I'm going to be relying on him and others. And I'm going to be calling for publicly on this show for them, if they take back the House and the Senate in 2022, there has to be hearings on this. We can't go on as a country if we don't find out how the fact checkers, big tech, and the media colluded to interfere in the 2020 election and bury this story. Here's Ron Johnson on OANN. Check this out. Well, first of all, I don't think it's a new revelation that that laptop is, laptop is authentic. I mean, to me, it's just jaw-dropping. It took the New York Times and other members of the mainstream media to admit that that was authentic. I think that was... 
pretty widely known within a few weeks of uh, the dissemination of some of the information on that uh, laptop is pretty apparent. So I think what it really reveals is the complicity of the media in the entire Russian hoax in terms of the political dirty trick, probably the biggest political dirty trick in, in U.S. history. And it was all centered around the narrative that Russia interfered in our election. And that's the greatest threat to our democracy when in fact it was the mainstream media is really the Democrats buying and paying for Russian disinformation aided and abetted by the complicit mainstream media that perpetrated the biggest dirty trick in, in U.S. history and interfered in our election to a far greater extent or as a magnitude more than Russia or China could ever hope for. I don't only want to hear from the media, folks. Again, I'm here to propose solutions. And the solution to this not happening again is hearings, hearings and legislation afterwards and a push and legislation have to clean this mess up. There has to be some kind of digital bill of rights out there, something. There's got to be some solution to this. I want to hear from these fact checkers who suppress this story. I want you to read this story by Joseph Vasquez at Newsbusters. Folks, please go to my newsletter. I'm begging you to read this story about how the fact checkers, these communist socialist propaganda a-holes, fact checkers, how they purposely manipulated and abuse their titles to, to interfere in the 2020 election and manipulate the course of American history. These people are a clear and present danger to truth. The article's titled Analysis, Fact Checkers Fail to React to New Facts on the Hunter Biden Emails. They suppressed it. I want you to see how ridiculous the lengths they went through to suppress the Hunter Biden email story. So the Daily Caller had verified the Hunter Biden emails and they used a cryptographic signature, domain keys identified mail, DKIM, found in the email's metadata to verify that this Burisma advisor thanked Hunter for uh, the opportunity to meet his father. Long story short, Burisma executive where Hunter Biden works in this ridiculous job overseas in Ukraine, while his dad's a VP point man on Ukraine, this Burisma advisor thanks Hunter Biden in an email for the opportunity to, quote, meet your father and spend some time together, showing his father knew, Joe Biden knew. Nobody questioned the authenticity of this thing. They had a cryptographic signature on it. Lead Stories, which is a clown site, clown site run by dangerous people. Lead Stories, they know, tried to swat the story down in a fact check. You want to laugh at these losers who manipulated an election. They said, that's a stretch. Although the domain keys identified mail, DKIM, can validate who sent an email and what text and other content was included, included but it does not prove if the content consists of true statements. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Don't take that down. So just to be clear, lead stories, clown site, Who's that guy? Alan Duke, clown site, who runs it? Clowns. So they're saying the email indicating Hunter and Joe knew about what was going on with the Burisma scam in Ukraine. That they're saying that even though they can validate the email was sent, what the email said, and what the content was, that it doesn't prove it was true. So therefore, we said it's a stretch. <laughs> I want these guys up in hearings. If they're not up at hearings, folks, if they are not at hearings after this 2022 takeover, then please disband the Republican Party. It's a total waste of our time. Disband it. Total waste of everybody's time.
There's more in there about these fact checker losers uh, in the piece. Read the whole thing. Hey, a couple quick things in a video from Dr. Peter McCullough, who I've been staying on top of. Uh, he has been a truth teller on what's going on with the vaccine and coronavirus. I got a video for you, but I just want to get to this, uh, these couple of stories. Uh, you know, I don't know why I'm throwing this in there. I mean, we all know, you know, TDS is real, Trump derangement syndrome, but I just kind of like on a little bit of comic relief note, showing you how crazy these people are. So I told you, you know, Will Smith slaps Chris Rock at the Oscars. So hop along Howard Stern, uh, who's turned into a total dipwad in his old age. I mean, a guy who has completely lost the touch. I mean, he's become the most predictable, tired, you know, he's not even funny anymore. He used to be edgy. He used to challenge authority. Now he is the authority he challenges, right? He just, you know, plants a big wet one on the rumps. Media I notes, Howard Stern says Will Smith slapped Chris Rock because Will Smith and Trump are the same guy. Trump slapped the guy? What? Trump slapped the guy and got away with it in front of him. I, I must have missed that. But there, you know, there's Howard Stern. And, and here's Lori Lightfoot, who's been exposed for being a hypocrite mayor of Chicago. Apparently has a 71-person police unit, despite repeatedly attacking the police, to protect her. And uh, who does she blame? It's Trump's fault. That's uh, definitely Donald Trump. There you go. Lightfoot and Howard Stern. And again, people fall for this. You want to talk about useful idiots. They love all this stuff. Here, I want to end on this. It's a guy I've had on my Fox show. Thank you, by the way. We were number one again this week. Just got the numbers by far. So you all are fantastic. I love you. Thank you for your support. Unfiltered Saturday night at nines. At nine, excuse me, nines. <laughs> Centric GPR. <laughs> I've had Dr. Peter McCullough on before. He has been a true teller on the vaccine and COVID. Uh, here he is at a conference just recently talking about how in his medical profession, He's been seeing now some damage from people who are vax injured. Uh, check this out. I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. I'm an internist, cardiologist. I'm a trained epidemiologist. I'm in practice here in Dallas. I spend about half of my time uh, seeing patients and caring for patients with heart disease, but also who contract COVID-19 and the complications. And now seeing really uh, the first wave, I think, of vaccine injured patients in my practice. And I welcome them and I have great compassion for what's happening. Folks, he's a doctor. That's what he's seeing in his practice. How prevalent is this going to be? I don't know. I'm hoping it's not. But given the prevalence of the vaccine in the uh, population, I'm really hoping we don't start to see more cases like this in the future. I'm going to stay on top of that story. I'm not letting it go anywhere. I just want to throw that in there. It's a doctor seeing it right now. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Don't miss my radio show later. And if you wouldn't mind, please go to Rumble. Subscribe to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. We're almost at uh, 2.3 million subscribers. Really appreciate it. Rumble.com slash Bongino. I'll see you on the radio show a little later. You just heard Dan Bongino.